Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate with Brian Pham, where we interview real estate professionals around the industry. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a very positive review. We release an episode every single Sunday, so stay tuned. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate. Right on, right on. Let's do this. We have Humberto, aka Cookie. Humberto is a fellow UC Irvine graduate, so I love that we share the same same school. Humberto is also a flipper and fundraising money extraordinaire in the San Jose Bay Area. Humberto, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. Awesome. Can you walk us through your real estate to all these people? knowledge. Awesome. Hey, can you walk us through your real estate journey and tell us how you got started? How I got started, man, um, I guess straight out of college, I always knew that I was graduating as a mechanical engineer and uh, I knew that I wanted to put my money into real estate. I just didn't know how. And so I went to one of those, you know, I wanted to get informed. So I went, you know, I went to this two hour event and then a three day event. Mm -hmm. Uh, Company was Fortune Builders, who I ended up being a part of. And that happened like three months right before I graduated college. Wow. Um, and uh, it's funny because uh, my girlfriend um, at the time, she was just like, you don't look like, you know, I, I know what mechanical engineers are. Yeah. You have the personality. You have a personality. You, you know how to communicate with people. Uh-huh. And then after that three-day event, she was like, this fits you like a silk suit. And I'm like, <laughs> that was it. And we were like adamant. Like we weren't going to buy anything. We weren't going to join no courses or anything like that. Yeah. We didn't have the money. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess uh, you can call that my first fundraise because um, mm-hmm. I ended up uh, raising my own money, uh, leveraging you know student loans and credit cards just to be a part of that uh, wow. uh, that community, and uh, that has served me ever since. I literally took that as my like that was my PhD, mm-hmm. um, not just for uh, real estate, but for just knowing how money works, business, like entrepreneurship. I mean, entrepreneurship can it chews you up and spits you out and like it builds you as a person. It really does. So, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you all the successes, but I'll tell you that it wasn't easy because um, it starts, it starts with your mind. It really does. Cause every person that starts has those challenges of like, keep going, being consistent and you make sacrifices that you wouldn't have done in your normal cushy life. Definitely, man. And when you started your fortune builders, was this up in the Bay Area or was this down in Irvine, California? This was down in uh, Irvine. And because I didn't want to wait like four, six weeks to go to that three-day event, I literally drove me and my girlfriend all the way to like Oxnard, like two-hour drive. And wow. I'm like, this, we're going to do this. You really wanted it, man. I like that. I did, but that's the thing. Like, how are you going to tell your parents coming out of college, like, hey, I'm not going to be an engineer. I'm not going to go make 80000 a year. Like, I'm going to go do this real estate thing. Dude, I almost got slapped by my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate with that. You know, I studied computer science back in the day. And then making the switch over to real estate and quitting my job once to do real estate full time. Yeah. My mom got a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, dude. I hear you. I hear you. Like, I completely understand, man. Because <laughs> it's not easy. It's not like... That everybody's used to, or the norm is like getting a steady income working for a company. And I get it. Like that's where everybody starts. I just chose that because, and this is, this is for the people that are watching this. 
that are young, that are like 18 to like 20, they're still in college. Yeah. Like, you guys start looking at life like, oh, I want to do a startup company. You know, I want to, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like all the biggest risks in the world, right? Uh-huh. For those youngsters, this is the time. Don't think that you're going to be doing that in the 40s, 50s. Yes, you can do it, but mm-hmm. the most probable success is going to be now. Why? You're young. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. You have to pay rent, but you can probably couch surf um, if you play your cards right. So you have nothing that's against you. And, and say you, you, you lose your butt in doing so, you have your family. You have your mom, dad. I don't know, people yeah. that you can like lay back on, but you don't have too many responsibilities coming out of college mm-hmm. aside from feeding yourself and thinking about the future. So if you're going to take risks coming out of college, do it because mm-hmm. later on that cushy, everybody gets tired of like working for a check. Mm-hmm. The, the risks are now because later on you're going to have a kid, mm-hmm. you're going to have a wife, you're going to have to think about them before. Exactly. Um, you're going to have a mortgage over your head that you have mm-hmm. to. That's why people stay in their eight to fives. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's mm-hmm. just that the risk is better taken when you don't have to feed more mouths mm-hmm. or have a mortgage over your head where you can, you don't pay your, your mortgage. Yeah. You know, foreclosure. And then they take your house away. Life yeah. is a place, man. I, I absolutely, absolutely agree with that statement. You know, I, I feel the exact same way. I have the same exact mindset where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm taking the biggest risk right now Yeah. because at, at the end of the day, like I know that it's just one bad year or two bad years and we'll be investing for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. So one or, what's one or two bad years, you know, like go out there and take that risk where you still can. As you get older, you're going you're gonna to have more responsibilities and you know, things that may or may not affect your decision to be all in. Yeah. And cookie's the best person to talk about this, you know, right after college, Went to real estate full time. I want to let our listeners know that Cookie is still relatively young. I think he's uh, 25, 26. What are you, Cookie? 25 going to 24, man. <laughs> he's Benjamin Button. He's, he gets younger every year. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we all know Cookie in the Bay Area. He's a pretty accomplished young man. And we all aspire to you know, listen to him and you know, listen to his stories and what he learned so far. To kind of give you you guys a little bit of background of who Cookie is, we want to talk a little bit more about his success stories first, and then we want to talk a little bit more about his setbacks and how he's going to overcome them. Yeah. And for this podcast, it's meant for be to be a little bit more informal, a little bit a little bit more candid because we want to hear his, his stories and you know what he learned from his mistakes, especially given the market right now where things are a lot slower here in the California Bay Area. Um, but Cookie, go ahead and take it over, man. You want me to start where exactly? Like just the. I'll start with your successes. Like I've been following you for a while now. Like we, I know like good amount of things you've been doing. Um, but let our listeners know like about your success stories, how many projects you did. Like we can start from there. All right, right on. Um, I mean, I guess starting off, um, you know, you were just we were just trying to do. We'll do we'll do some milestones just so people can get the sense of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I started, I went straight through Fortune Builders and like literally like in this, in four months, I literally went through A through Z of everything that they had. And this was 2014, right? This was 2016. The end of the Yeah. So coming into 17, I was like hot to get this going, right? Yeah. Um, and so I did a couple of deals, like one-offs with, uh, with people 
I raised some money and then uh, so we partnered up on three of them and then I really went on to see that I was able to raise money uh, just because of the community that I've been able to build so that's one of my biggest uh, uh, I would say my my biggest babies my biggest accomplishments which was creating a, a community locally of fortune builders mm-hmm. to just connect and so yeah. me me being in Gilroy I'm not even in like San Jose Bay Area well, the biggest thing was like keeping staying motivated to to keep going like I wasn't talking to anyone locally that was doing the business everybody usually has their strategies and they keep them to themselves and my ideology was like how about we get together we you know we, we didn't even have the JV on a project we just JV on like marketing or just keep each other accountable mm-hmm. um, so I just I started connecting everybody and making a hub where people can just come together mm-hmm. and network and we're all fortune builders and now um, it's grown into something exponential where now there's like a weekly huddle in San Jose, mm-hmm. LA, Orange County, mm-hmm. Phoenix, and people have been pulling me left and right to go to Texas, mm-hmm. New York. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just, it's it's spreading because there's such a need for people to, to connect that are like-minded. And I just thought, I was just a kid that had no experience. I just wanted to connect with people that were on the same path as mine. Just mm-hmm. like when you go to the gym, like you want you want to meet other people that are dedicated. You go to the gym every morning and you start seeing a couple of people that are there every like consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of my biggest accomplishments, making the mastermind and now making that into a weekly huddle mm-hmm. uh, where we meet every Wednesday. And so that went on to raising. I mean, we we raised like one point two mil. Wow! Um, like in a man. It was my first accomplishment was like, and I didn't even know how to raise, right? Uh-huh. It was like 630,000 mm-hmm. in like five days with a trip from here to Mexico in between. So all that's happening like, <laughs> stacked against you. And you're just like, how do you yeah. make sense? And once again, I was just like the connector. Like I had a my mentor who was like the financial mm-hmm. guy, the money guy, but I was the one making all the connections and whatnot. So what's mm-hmm. well, your mind? Like, when you first fundraise at 600K to like $1.2 million, were you scared? Were you excited? Were you like, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> you look at the goal and you're just like, what the hell? And, re- and recognize, like, you've never done this before, right? I've, yeah. I never did it before. But I was just like, Mr. Dan Noble, um, he was he was the money guy. And okay. in David Herrera's uh, operation and, and the new construction. And... I, I had networked so much that I didn't know what my network was worth. Yeah. I didn't know what I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to make those calls and make those connections, just connecting, being able to find that money. So it was scary as hell. You don't know what the hell to do. But at the end of the day, it's just like what Tony Robbins always teaches us. Like, mm-hmm. take baby steps. Momentum. Yeah. Momentum. Mm-hmm. And one something that Mr. Dan Noble allowed me to visualize was uh, cookie do you know what your strength is? And I'm like, quite frankly, no, I'm just connecting. Um, and he was just like, you have a goal and you laser focus into it. Like you don't let anything else get into it. Like he's not telling me what to do. He's like, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Like your mindset is so much in focus and in line with your goal that you don't let anything else hit it like you just laser focus on something and you and that's that's your forte you bring you breathe that you speak it even through the phone like 
Mm-hmm. We were like 120,000 down and we had like two days left. <laughs> and, and we're just like, where the hell are we going to find 120 grand in like in the next 48 hours? And, uh, and you could have heard me. And this is a kid just like, you know, making it happen. You saw the deal. The deal is like, you know, seven figure profit. Like, no, this is going to happen. And because you will it into existence and you like the universe that like that, that actually, yeah. like, it, it works. It works because yeah. you will it and, and you're making the connection and you have the momentum. So it's, it's the action mm-hmm. behind it. You just can't believe in yourself. You have to do it. You have to yeah. take some action because mm-hmm. a lot of people stay. And that, that's the thing with entrepreneurship, real estate, anything. Whenever you're faced with a challenge in life, you start with your brain, with mm-hmm. the choice. The choice is whether you can do it and whether you're willing to do what it takes to make it happen. And you don't even know the action that you have to take. You just end up going and take, taking the next step. Because the next step, I love when people say, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. Plans are great, but they shift like one son of a <laughs> beep. <laughs> it's a great guidance, but you got to be agile as hell because plans always change. Construction, I mean, if you've yeah. done one flip in your life, for those viewers out there, if you've done one flip, did it go according to plan? Hell no. It never goes according to plan. Hell no. So, <laughs> exactly. You got to shift. Like, literally, like, we, we had a place in uh, Santa Clara. Uh-huh. We were going to add 1,100 square feet. But with this market, right, uh, we ended up, like, tearing the whole thing down and building it new. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Mr. Twin, uh, the Twinley Brothers, uh, Twinley Home Solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up taking the whole house down and then building it all new, mm-hmm. new construction essentially, and that saved the deal. That wow. saved everybody's um, profits and who invested into it. So, uh, did it go according to plan? Do you think that no, no, the market doesn't even? We didn't know that the market was going to tank like this so so yeah. so quickly. Yeah. So before we move on to the the setbacks, highlight a couple points that Cookie brought up. So first of all, he found a good mentor in real estate that kind of helped him break through and believed in him. That's great. Another thing that Cookie mentioned that, you know, you do a little bit every day, you stay consistent. So definitely compounding your, your everyday actions eventually is going to add up and you'll be able to achieve bigger and newer and more impossible things yeah. per se. And also, I like Cookie's mindset. You can hear it through his voice that like he's very motivated, very driven. And... It kind of reminds me of what Grant Cardone said. is like, you have to be obsessed or you're going to be average, you know? Obviously, my man right here, he's very obsessed. Like, he's never going to be average. Like, those are a couple of points I just want to highlight as he's telling through his story, has good mentors, you know, I do a little bit every day, stay consistent. Lastly, like, just, it's okay to be obsessed. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's a strong trait of every successful people I know. It's that they breathe, they eat, they talk about their investments, their real estate, whatever they want to do, like that's their true passion. Yeah. The people you want to surround yourself with and work with because we, we are essentially like-minded people, you know? Yeah. And you have to have the, the, those key players in your team because there's no, you, you can never run out or, or have too much of motivation of just mm-hmm. like talking about it, being about it. Like let's do this, writing on the board, what's the plan? Like you really have to like be in that frequency where you like everybody in the room is like at the same frequency. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's so essential when you're doing partnership, when you're doing deals, uh, when you're getting into real estate, um, you have to have that to be able to like just 
thrive. And that's the thing. Like we did that and we, it was four get uh, us four guys um, when we created ignite and we were just like, we want to make 200 grand in wholesaling mm-hmm. in the next 30 days. That was it. That was it. Like, we had probably no I like that. Yeah, this was yeah, yeah. This was like like mid March of 2018, and we literally sat down at a freaking conference table, and we're like, "You're an agent. You have GC experience. You're a project manager, and I run the weekly huddle. So let's no contracts, no nothing, just on a handshake. We're just like, well, let's do marketing and see where it goes. And exactly. we set the goal. We were like crazy, like literally, like the goal. Like we all said, two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. In 30 days. Wow. Oh, you, you're talking to someone that has never seen a six-figure check before. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had done some deals, but they were like five figures. And the fact that we that it was four people and they that, that we all believed in the team, mm-hmm. guess what happened in 30 days? You guys got the check, 200K, baby. You know what the most stressful part was? Uh-huh. was? Having those checks, making that company and not having the paperwork for that company. So we didn't have a ch- uh, like a bank account to deposit uh-huh. the checks. So we had the checks and I was the smart one with my backpack, like having like $200,000 of like checks. And I was just <laughs> like, we didn't have a bank account. Like, what do you need to do? Like... Uh-huh. I need a EIN. How do you get it? Like IRS.gov. What, what, what are we doing? And it was funny because it was just like for like 40 something days, I had those checks in my backpack. And I'm like, dude, I looked at my backpack like that's a gold. Like, what if those checks go away? Like, we're done. Yeah. Uh, little, little did I know, um, John, my partner, who was just like, Cookie, uh, we, we, I made a photocopies of it. So in case you ever lose them, we can track them back. And I'm like, you could have told me that, like, when we got the checks, me stressing <laughs> over here, like, for 40 days, like, yeah. someone's going to mug me and take the checks, like, even then, there's no bank account for it, like, yeah. but uh, it just, you know, you go through those fun learning lessons, and mm-hmm. they're, they're just literally, like, that. that's life, yeah. and that's real estate, that's that, that's entrepreneurship, you go that's up definitely. and down, yeah. uh, it's fun, dude, it's the, <laughs> the one constant is that uh, there's always going to be change. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to be agile with change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's real estate in a nutshell, right? It's like you learn stuff along the way and you fill in the gaps. It's like, okay, when you get your first, uh, for myself, like when you get your first commercial loan, you're like, you need to form an LLC. Like, okay, do I need the LLC right now? You know, you can make an offer with the LLC and form it later. It's things like that. You know, you just yeah. fill in the gap as you go along. Like, okay, I'm learning. I'm learning. Like next time you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. It's professional. It's, it's the same way for all of us when we first got started, you know, just yeah. filling gaps. It's okay if you don't know because yeah. as long as you find people out there that do know, a lot of people are generous with, with their knowledge and they're willing to share with you. Yeah. So the point is, all you have to do is ask. Just yeah. ask. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because even in negotiate, negotiating and now whenever I buy anything, like, you know, uh, that you can negotiate. I always ask. I, I always ask. Yeah, you, you know, you always ask for the discount. You always ask for exactly. You always give that extra smiley face, yeah. and that adds to your personality because you're, you know, you're opening yourself up as a as a person to like be more personable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just you know adds to your career. Goes a long way. It does. It builds you for sure. Uh, that's that's. I like I like that point too because I'm also the same way. I, I always ask like ask for things uh, even if I don't need it, just out of curiosity, like. How many yes will I get? How many no's would I get? You know, like yeah. you'd be surprised at how many yes you actually get just by asking. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. For the people that, that are starting and or or you know, you're starting something new, you, you can be experienced in real estate, but you're doing something new in real estate. 
Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a lot of no's, but collect those no's, learn from those no's. No's allow you to to shift that you know wheel on the road mm-hmm. to your destination. Because whenever we're driving from point A to point B, is it just one straight shot? Mm-hmm. You gotta turn. You gotta put your signals. You gotta do everything. Mm-hmm. So, for you to to get there it's, you're always tweaking the wheel um so it's great to have a plan because you know where plan where, where point b is mm-hmm. are you going to get there well the motivation is really the one that's going to get you there and how mm-hmm. you're going to be you know driving down the road you know you're going to be mm-hmm. going in a prius or you're going to be going in a ferrari like that's awesome like, i like that you want to get there so mm-hmm. take those those and they're not mistakes they're experiences that you learn from and you take them because mm-hmm. no, no one ever learned from winning. Exactly. Everybody, everybody always learns from the, the mistakes. The, <laughs> the oh yeah, tell me about it, man. Well, yeah. With that yeah. statement, let's kind of segue over to uh, your setbacks, please. You're welcome to be as transparent and honest, and then tell us about your mistakes and. You yeah. Um, yeah. Well, with the well, after doing what twenty one, being a part of twenty one deals. Uh-huh. Uh huh losing money um and seeing seeing how people seeing how deals can go south partnerships mm-hmm. can you know diminish and whatnot my big and this is going to go because I've, I've read some posts uh in the morning and last night mm-hmm. uh, people that have been taking hits um like mm-hmm. partnerships that like they go and they steal all their money because mm-hmm. of the llc or whatnot you know, I feel for them because I know these people, right? And the biggest Give us idea of like your setbacks, like what what exactly happened, like so yeah. are, under like they get a clearer picture of what happened. Yeah, well, for for those of you that are in the Bay Area, we were buying in in uh, March through September, right, of 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, and in those those months, it was like high season. You know, we 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 kept we saw that in 2017 and then 2018. It was just rising, 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 rising. Mm-hmm. We're just like, okay, cool. Everybody's uh, buying the this gravy train. So we're just like, all right, let's go. Going into 2019, it's, you know, Q4, yeah. it started the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we finished one of these houses, we finished in like record time. Like we finished it in like two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, flipped it, put it on the market. Dude, it didn't sell for four months. Wow. Um, and so... And we got one offer, and then it was just like, nope, that's not cutting it. And little did we know that it, because we kept it, it was going to go even more negative. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, what the hell's going on? Like, mm-hmm. and we have comps. Like, there was a house that comped out. Yeah. And it like it sold for for like the one point three. So we're like, yes, we're gonna hit the, like the one two five that we need. Yeah. And hell no, offers weren't coming in, even if oh, you had the comps. So that that's yeah. how back like if you feel if if you go back a year ago mm-hmm. you would put something on the market and you would get like 15 18 20 offers yeah you, know, you would be excited if you got like second and third you still didn't get the house mm-hmm. but now fast forwarding like to today you're putting something on the on on the mls to sell and you're not getting a, an offer for a couple weeks my boy Gary, that's in uh, in the East Bay, uh-huh. he was going on 28 days. He came to the weekly huddle. He's like, Cookie, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, I haven't gotten an offer. I have the top agent. Like, what's, you know, and I'm like, welcome to the club. <laughs> ouch. Yeah, ouch. Um, he, but he got an offer. So, so he's, he's going to sell it. But um, 
but the mar- the the amount of buyers are are not there anymore, mm-hmm. and that's because uh, partly because of you know the trade wars and Chinese money has dried up. So now it's um, dude. I know that uh, Chase Bank just uh, it just mm-hmm. did away with their mortgage side. Um, wow, I did not I did not know that. Yeah, so Chase well here locally, like okay, like, on my street, mm-hmm. um, and so that starts giving you a sense of like okay now that that's what they did pre two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. so they know that it's going to stabilize so right now it's stabilizing it's correcting mm-hmm. uh, whether that's going to go into a recession um mm-hmm. i have a good feeling we'll know probably later on this year but uh but you can definitely feel it because of the buyers there's no more cash buyers people are the people that are putting in the office are you know double income no kids mm-hmm. uh, individuals that want to buy a house and you, you know they, it's you're closing the house in 30 to 45 days when you used to close it in like mm-hmm. two so, yeah, money is uh, awesome. uh, a lot awesome. more stringent right now. So, what are your lessons learned from this property? What we'll yeah, do what from this property for all the properties, man. All the properties. Did, what would, differently? And who, whoever's watching this, however many times you got to replay this, um, <laughs> take out your pencil right now. And I'm going to give you one word. Mm-hmm. And it, this one word is probably going gonna, it's, it's gonna, to – it's literally going to set you free. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's being transparent, being transparent, mm-hmm. transparency, period. Transparency, period, transparency, period. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when things go south, people start getting emotional. Mm-hmm. People's money is in there. Uh, the contractors, there's so many, I mean, there's so many people involved in a real estate transaction. It's crazy. Uh, especially if you're flipping it. Mm-hmm. But why I say transparency? You got to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Because because you're doing, you as an individual, regardless of whether you lent the money in there or you're the one doing the rehab, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, and the ugly, you share that so you can prepare everybody and mm-hmm. everybody can start working as a team to be able to see what the worst can come. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen, I've seen people, I've seen investors uh, that, you know, the deal starts going south mm-hmm. and they walk away. Wow. Contractors start walking away. Mm-hmm. Uh, investors that got the money are like, this is going to, this is going to end bad. Like it's not going to sell. And they just, they're just like nowhere else to be found. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much that's, that sets you back as a, like in terms of mindset, in terms mm-hmm. of as a person, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I took, you know, even though that I, we were going through, we're going through these motions that, you know, these houses are not selling for what they were supposed to. They're mm-hmm. not hitting their ARV. We, we're doing everything in our power to like finish them off and putting them on the market and selling for what they are. Mm-hmm. Letting, you know, working as a team mm-hmm. and letting everybody know, like, this is, this is a good, the bad and the ugly. This is what, you know, if it goes south, this is what we can expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what we're going to do to, make the best out of the situation and just having those conversations. And you can't believe how much I've been humbled by those conversations. Like, mm-hmm. you know, tough conversations. No one wants to have those. Exactly. Everybody, wants to, everybody wants to hear that. Hey, I got, you know, I raised so much money for this new deal. I, you know, we just wholesaled this much, you know, but no one ever talks about the, you know, when it goes south, like you start seeing people, they, they put up their successes on Facebook, but mm-hmm no one puts their 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 failures up or you know the you know when they're getting kicked in the teeth 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I appreciate you being transparent right now. You know, like you're definitely following that, that what you're, what you're preaching is transparency, you know, being open and talking about these negative experience hurt. Yeah. Is that, it it makes you human, man. And it, it's funny how much I had in common with, you know, some of these people that at the surface, we were just doing business, but we never got to really talk. Mm-hmm. And through these, uh, through these situations, we really got to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, we were in the same boat. You know, they, the, the relationship that they had with their father is really similar to what, what I'm doing and dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you just humanize yourself as a, as a person with these individuals and you see that you're not perfect, that you're not, that things, that it's, that's just life mm-hmm. and you roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. But just like, just like Rocky said, you know, it's not how hard you can hit because how hard you can hit is you know you're gonna make all these successes but how hard you can get hit mm-hmm. and keep moving forward mm-hmm. how much you can take and keep moving forward like that is really what builds a person that's what builds the character behind someone mm-hmm. to keep moving forward definitely and and those are the people that stay in the market so those are the people that become those uh those those successes in life because they keep going mm-hmm if you're weak at heart or weak in mind, mm-hmm. you're taken out. Definitely, man. I agree with that statement. You know, it's 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 a it's a tough road. I mean, no one likes to lose, but I think by losing, getting humble, it builds a stronger foundation for yeah. you going forward. Yeah. And next time you see something similar, like signs of it, you know exactly how to deal with it. You know. Exactly. So it's I mean, like you said before when we first started the podcast. You want to start when you're still young. So yeah. you blows and get back up. And guess what you're doing? You're, yeah. you're taking the blows right now. So yeah. what? You have 20, 30, 40 more years left to invest. You're going to look back in this moment five years from now, 10 years from now, and you'll giggle about it. Because you will look at these times, these bad times, as defining moments to, to who you are today and the true testament to yourself to continue pushing, continue going, not give up, you know? Yeah. Um, like you said before, not getting knocked down really hard is difficult, but the fact that you're pushing yourself forward again through baby steps, you're compounding your actions again, and it's just a matter of time before you hit a new momentum. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, in the midst of this, this is really what I want to share because when you're in the midst of this, you're stressing out. You're, you can't sleep. You're, you know, you're going to sleep in the fetal position, and you're sleeping like a couple hours, and you know, you're just thinking about the situation and how to make it work. One of the biggest things that helped me was just reaching out, was just reaching out to other investors, other people that had more experience than me. Um, so always don't think that you're going to take this on by yourself. There's mm-hmm. people that have been down that road. There's people that have been down that road and that you can go and talk to. And when I had, when I got the opportunity to talk to these individuals mm-hmm. that have, had either been there or are currently going through it, it lifted this huge weight off my shoulders that I'm like, Oh, this happens. Mm-hmm. This is, this is something that happens. Like it, it happens to the best of us. Always. It's how you pivot. It's how you take that energy and keep moving forward. And in the midst of it, man, I was like, we weren't getting it managing like nine projects at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, we weren't getting any money co- coming in to be able to pay for, you know, coming into the year. I wasn't, co- there was no 
money coming into in terms of revenue that I could pay my credit cards, that I could pay my bills. So you literally have to pivot in the moment to be able to do what you can um, mm -hmm. to survive. And that's what makes you a badass. Yeah. That's what makes you and <laughs> that's what makes who you are. Because you're faced with a situation, you're just like, damn. I got to pivot. Like, I got to pivot. And so, so I, I got to tell you, in the midst of this, because of my personal uh, finances, I was just like, I need to make freaking cash flow. Yeah. And it's funny because like, with Grant Cardone, we, we were in a mastermind and I, I, got to, uh, mm -hmm. I got to speak to him and he was like, Uncle G, what would you do if you were my age? I'm 25. And he was like, dude, when I was, he was telling me like, when I was 25, I was working on dealership. I was like, but little did I know, I should have been owning the dealership, not working inside of it. And because um, he started later in his years, right? Yeah. And uh, and he was just like, Cookie, cash is not king. Mm -hmm. That's what people say. Cash flow is king mm -hmm. because that's money that's coming in regardless. Agreed. And I'm like, well, great. And he just gave me that concept. And he was just like, just remember that, Cookie. Say it with me. Mm -hmm. Cash flow is king and so he has like, a hat that has that says cash flow on it yeah, yeah yeah so this dude was just like okay i don't have i don't have the money to go buy a freaking dealership or mm -hmm. a bunch of houses in the midwest that will cash flow 300 bucks mm -hmm. so what is it what can i do now to be able to pivot and be able to create that just for myself it wasn't even for the business it was just for me personally and so I ended up going and I literally, I am not joking you, all the stress that I was feeling in that moment from the, you know, the mm -hmm. market changing and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a big believer in it's not what the market is doing. It's what you are doing mm -hmm. in the market. And so I started Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I started, I started renting houses and putting them on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And I just started with my first one, which I screwed up completely. <laughs> I did all the things like I was the I was the one cleaning. I was I mean I did everything, <laughs> everything in the book. Even though like I had a course that taught me like what to do and whatnot, mm -hmm. I'm like you're scared, dude. You know you've never done that before. Exactly. Now that that was my first one. That was back in February, man. Mm -hmm. And um, so I took I took the, all that energy, all that stress, and literally I took Airbnb like a drug. I am not. <laughs> I was just like, this is gonna, this is the thing that's gonna like make allow me to breathe in these times of hardship. Mm -hmm. What's gonna take my mind into vacation into something else, thinking of something else, something that I can control, something that I can, I can manipulate. The market's not against me. The, mm -hmm. I can choose to do what I can in, mm -hmm. um, in, in this house. I'm renting it out and then I'm subletting it out. So I'm furnishing it. I'm putting it up on uh, on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, that was in February. We are in what October? Yeah. Just yesterday, I got, I got under contract number eleven, twelve, and thirteen Airbnb. Wow. So we're up to thirteen. That's a dozen in, in what is it? Seven months? Eight months? Mm -hmm. Um. So getting thirteen listings now, um, on Airbnb where we rent it out, or we help homeowners where we partner up and then we um we co-host it. I love that, man. And that is cash flow, man. Like the type of cash flow that you that we're experiencing now, and especially in high season, is for real. It is is unreal. And I was like, BS. Like that is not possible. Mm -hmm. Well, my first one it was is still my cash cow that is producing like two times what I pay for rent. Yeah, I pay four grand 
<laughs> you you could have never told me in my life that I would ever be p- paying three to four grand for for a property mm-hmm. per month as rent. But when those numbers make sense, get down. Keep keep it going. How many can I get? Let's that do is. this. And uh, wow. yeah, dude. So so just shifting that energy into another. You know, make you got to make good with what you have in that stressful situation, but turn it into something that's going to help you propel you in into the future. And, mm-hmm. and now we're, dude. Now we're innovating, like wow. on the Airbnb side. Can, mm-hmm. can I can I give you guys a little a little taste of what's what's to come? Sure, go ahead, man. Sure, you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Let me ask you a question first. When you were growing up, uh, what what you grow up with? Uh, the the Super Nintendo. The Nintendo, the 64. Nintendo 64. 64. That was my jam, man. That's your jam? All right. Uh, I'm going to twist this little camera around. So when we get these houses, we usually have a two-car garage, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I was using the two-car garages uh, at these Airbnbs as just storage for the furniture for the next one. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, wait, I have an empty garage. Uh Uh-huh. What can I do to it? It Turn into a game room? That's pretty sick, man. Bro. Wow. So, so listeners that can't see, Humberto showing me his screen full of Nintendo games in the back. Controllers, Wii's, Yoshi games, Super Mario. And the, wow, it's, it's really, really cool. So, so we're going to turn some of these two-car garages into like either man caves or Nintendo game rooms. Mm-hmm. Like just have like all this stuff. Dude. People that are renting, like if you see the demographic of people that are on Airbnb, mm-hmm. they grew up on this. Definitely. And I'm just like, how about you do an upsell that you huh. can get the air, get the, you know, they're going to stay in the house, but the garage is something that I can like isolate. And if you huh. want to pay for it and use yeah. it, it's an upgrade. It's, it's a, it's, you know, you're selling it on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I had these for the longest time in my, in my closet Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never collected, but yeah. now thinking about it in the business sense where it's going to mm-hmm. give you a return on the investment, I'm awesome. like, bring it on. I'm love like, it, dude. Always innovating. That's why I love talking to you, man. <laughs> dude, and that's the thing. Like, There's only one Airbnb out there that's uh, Nintendo. Uh-huh. And it's, it's a one room. So we're wow. going to be the first single family home house uh-huh. out there that has this available to that's pretty like, sick people so people are going to be wow. coming and like playing with the whole family like kids and everything mm-hmm. uh dude it's, it's this is fun yeah like, this is my personality right there like the, mm-hmm. the whole kids you know putting like when you used to do this yeah <laughs> like the nostalgia behind that so Humberto's blowing up the games he got all the dust out before he puts the game into Nintendo who, 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 who knew that Nintendo or, or games were gonna like start putting a like a dent in like you know the real estate exactly. like how, how you can view this stuff but dude mm-hmm. Airbnb is like your imagination goes wild mm-hmm. like just possibilities so you, you yeah. heard me go through my freaking stressful times mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong they're still not done yep but how do you transfer that energy to something that's going to push you, propel you into the next level? Yeah. And, and you just find, you, you find, you, it, that's up to you mm-hmm. to find that way. Because you ain't going to sit or stay mm-hmm. asleep in the you know, fetal position all night. Yeah. You got to turn that energy into something else because mm-hmm. it's going to get it. you. Dude. And you just got to keep moving forward. And I mean, this is something that we're like, we're testing out and like people mm-hmm. are actually booking 
Mm-hmm. And we just threw like the little consoles. Yeah. The ones that have like the, the Nintendo Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I really like that story, man, because it's very relatable to how I felt last year. So last year was my first year of full time real estate. Yeah. I was I was literally down to like what is it like three thousand dollars in my bank account, and that was it. I was like, oh, sh- I gotta make something happen, yo. Yeah, yeah, here it is. <laughs> it's that power of broke. Like it's like when you know you have no other options, you would do things you would never do. Nah. You know, you would ask questions you would never ask. You reach out to people that you never reach out because at the end of the day, you're super desperate to make something happen. You know. And that's when amazing happens, to be honest, when your back is the wall, you, know, you have no place to go but up, uh, you push for it. And you know, for you, you pivot over to Airbnb. And for me, I pivot away from flipping over to apartment investing. Yeah. You know? So the concept's the same. I yeah. need cash flow. Cash flow. And then I thought like getting cash, like, like Humberto said, or Cookie said before, it's, it's great. But it's not the same. It's never reliable to get clumps of cash. You need something that's passive, that always comes in, that will always take care of you in all the, all the times, you know? Yeah. When, you know, that's when we can relate to each other. Like, I, I can see that feeling, that, the desperation feeling that I felt so strongly last year. I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was like, I'm out of money. I still have to pay my mortgage. I still have to pay my parents' mortgage. Like, damn, you know? Dude, it hits you, and that's that. Those are the times that you appreciate because it belittles you so freaking much to the point where, like, what the hell are you gonna do? Exactly. What are you gonna do to make this happen? And that's the mm-hmm. thing, because I sure like exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. That was me in like coming into the year, December coming into the into the new year. I had thirty four hundred dollars left. Mm-hmm. Literally, I started thinking about my minimum payments on all my credit cards and everything. I'm just like, dude, I got three and a half months to live. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the exact same way. I'm like, oh, damn, like, two months left. <laughs> left. And you're looking at it like, like you're like you're gonna die. Like, yeah. this, like, like the wire's gonna run out, dude. You 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 stay you stay waiting, and it's just it's just gonna hit you, right? Yeah. And and dude, that's when you like you said it. You do the things that you that just go and make it happen. Like, exactly. tell me what what we gotta go do. Like, yeah. motivation. Don't worry, I got that. It's, exactly. it's called desperation. It's called like, let's do this. Like, you talk to people and you're like, stop shooting, Korean. Just tell me the truth. What I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. And and that's the thing. Like, I needed to make seventeen hundred bucks at least to make my minimum payments on all, all my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go like negative and whatnot. And, um, and I'm like, 1700 bucks, where am I going to generate this stuff? Am I going to be borrowing it from the family? What am I going to be doing? And dude, right when I started getting this, dude, even the first Airbnb wasn't making money um, mm-hmm. in terms of what it was making now. Yeah. That one house, if I just had that one house, if you could strip everything away and I just had that one house, that thing makes anywhere from three to five grand. Wow. And I'm just like, that one house. And I was just like, what? I'm like, <laughs> my brother makes four grand a month mm-hmm. like, this house is working harder than him mm-hmm. like, what if i get another one what if mm-hmm. i get another one what if i get another one mm-hmm. and another one and another one and another one and then I, that's why i told you i i freaking got this like a drug now mm-hmm. now i'm able to see I'm, I'm not looking from a from a desperation ass point because now i know mm-hmm. that i'm going to be paying my my stuff but now it's just like i 
and, and trust me, like I, I saw all the strategies that like going into multifamily, going into like getting single family homes, mm-hmm. rentals and whatnot, but I needed stuff now. Like exactly. I needed money like now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was just like, no, I can't be selling drugs out there. Like what the hell? Like <laughs> can't, can't go back to the street life, right? Um, <laughs> but it, a drug dealer. <laughs> right? Yeah, where's your dealer? Um, <laughs> no, you just start, you, you start the hustle. That's yeah. what really happens. Mm-hmm. You start hustling very differently than you would with the, sure. you know, with a cushy lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, and you, you'll go to these meetings, you'll present yourself, you will fake it till you make it. And when you make it, you keep going because you keep growing as a person. And that's the thing. That's what makes us, you and I different. The mm-hmm. people that can focus and laser focus on whatever the situation is and freaking obliterate it. Exactly. You know? That was my thing, grow, like coming out of college. All mm-hmm. my brothers were, you know, four, were four guys. I'm a twin, and everybody had a job. Everybody was making money. I was coming out of college, and I was broke as hell, mm-hmm. six grand in debt. And how the hell am I gonna get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. And I literally became obsessed with ways to make money and how money worked. Mm-hmm. The point where, like money now gravitates towards me. It's, it's funny because now I articulate it different because of Grant Cardone and how he says it. And it's mm-hmm. funny. Like you are money. You, you, the universe just comes towards you because you become successful at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, it's just, you had the hustle, the, the opportunity and the hustle came together to make that perfect opportunity to, to feed you. Mm-hmm. And if anybody is watching this and you, you're in that situation, I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. But looking at your cards and seeing what you can play out, ask mm-hmm. the questions. Don't be afraid to, to ask for help. Because mm-hmm. that's usually when you, when you start learning the most from other people. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that they can just you know, solve the, you know, make the solution happen in, in mm-hmm. their head. But really, you know, just talking to someone else just like this mm-hmm. is really going to propel them into like the solution that they need mm-hmm. and the guidance to where they have to be. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but it's not impossible. Exactly, um, man. Well said. Yeah. It, Cause every step, the momentum that you need behind it, mm-hmm. you, it's attainable. And with the right guidance from people, from asking us, oh, man, you can reach me out on Facebook and anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always love, like, sh- you know, sharing knowledge, um, doing doing mic drops. Because I, l- I would love to see the person that sees this mm-hmm. and they're going through that that situation right now. Mm-hmm. Stressful. And I'm, I'm not talking just real estate. I'm talking, like, they're going through divorce. They're going through losing something. Um, it's just life. Mm-hmm. And how you come out of that and mm-hmm. turn that energy into something positive that actually benefits you instead of like drains you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you start seeing, you know, what you're made of, what's under the hood. Definitely, man. Well said. Well, as we are approaching the end of the show, I usually end it with two questions. Yeah, sure. Thank the you. first question is, what's your favorite book? What's my favorite book? Mm-hmm. And I would tell you to read this over and over and over, but uh, it was... How to Win Friends and Influence People. I love that book. Dan Carnegie. Yeah. You, after I read that, my, the, my, how I carry myself is way different. Mm-hmm. Way different. And mm-hmm. literally, 
yeah, read that book. Read it at least every every year. Awesome. Get new things out of it. I love I love the book too. And the second question is, how can our listeners find out more about you? How can they reach out to you? Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Facebook. That's the best way because whether I'm international or here local, I'm connected to the internet. And so Facebook is the best way. So Humberto Gaeta or my Instagram. I changed my Instagram to uh, Cookie is Marketing. Okay. Uh, I'll keep those in the show notes. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> so re- feel free to reach out. Feel free to just send that message because there's going to be a lot of people that see this video and they, and they see a lot of, a lot of podcasts, a lot of Zoom like, lives like this, but mm-hmm. they never reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to these people that, um, that you see mm-hmm. that are having their success because everybody is on the same pedestal. We've been there, done that, and if anything, we can help each other awesome. in the future because it's, it, it might be a listener that's – that's seen you and met you but never met me um, or vice versa and they can get value from just sitting down having coffee if they're local or just having a little FaceTime call whether they're you know in another country Mm -hmm. or in another state Mm -hmm. so for those out there my biggest last words would be don't be afraid to reach out and even if you see these reach out as a message or just saying thank you for the words that's that's always well taken yeah, that's great, man. And to reiterate that, agree. Don't free, don't be afraid to reach out to any of us. We're always here to uh, respond. And you can value, really man. quickly too, so don't be afraid. Yeah. All right, man. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your story on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being the podcast as well. Good. Let's do this, and we'll we'll, we'll catch some drinks later on, and uh, and network more, and add some more value to some peeps. Awesome, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. All right, take it easy.